Hey there, folks. Patrick here with a pre-episode announcement. This Sunday, 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 April 10th at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, we'll be doing a live streaming AMA starring our faces being our faces, answering your questions. So if you'd like to give us a piece of your mind, don't mail us a piece of brain via the U.S. Postal Service because that's illegal. Uh, just come to the link that we'll post on Twitter, on Facebook, on anywhere. Links are posted and you can follow it on Sunday, April 10th to uh, see us being us in front of you. Doesn't that sound exciting? April 10th, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Now back to the episode. of the Kane campaign, but it's not the Kane campaign because we're doing interludes, season break. Whoa! I'm David, your DM. Yeah, <laughs> spring break episodes. We're all wasted. Well, sort of. Not really. No, not, we're very serious about our interlude episodes. Also, we don't get spring break anymore because we're adults. Sure. <laughs> Technically. It's so sad. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are bringing you tonight a western-themed one-off adventure taking place in the magical wilderness of the Feywild entitled The Magnificent Seven Dwarves. Uh, so let's go around, except we're calling it The Magnificent Four Dwarves because there are only three PCs in this group. So let's go around and introduce ourselves. <laughs> hey, I am Steven, and I'll be playing uh, Carl Brunson, a uh, gnome. And uh, if you guys know Charles Bronson... Uh, it's, it's based off of him, but if you don't, it's chill. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> no relation. I am Lauren, and I'll be playing Mabel, a six-year-old gnome, and uh, she's a very good shooter, and she throws temper tantrums. Very picky eater as well. Well, that's a good thing that Cooker Stew Pot is here, because uh, my gnome is an excellent gourmet trail chef. Which means that I pick up things off the side of the trail and I throw it in my special stew pot. You're I'm Patrick, <laughs> by the way. You're you getting... couldn't tell without I've absorbed into the character of Cookie. You're getting far too much pleasure out of doing that voice. I am indeed, David. Uh, well, anyway, uh, so like I said, tonight we will be partaking in a Western-style adventure because... The Feywild is an untamed wilderness, uh, and it's been gifted to the Eladrin many, many years ago uh, by the goddess Melora, and you all are going to be, uh, you don't know too much about the Feywild at the moment, you're just sort of rough and tumble gnome types living in the, the wilderness, the wild, the, the wild woods of the elf nation. Wild, wild woods? The wild, wild woods. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where the wild things are. There are several wild things in these woods, and we've been uh, we've been exploring just the normal vanilla world. Yeah, like... you don't know too much, but you've been hearing tell about this Feywild. Some of your gnome brethren have been disappearing as of late, presumably off to colonize the Feywild for the the good of the elves. And uh, Cookie, one one day you are approached by one of your good old friends. 
Oh, age, one of my good old friends. That's right, Carmine Belvedere. Carmine <laughs> Belvedere. If I don't see you every sickle moon. <laughs> uh, it's been quite a little while since I've seen you cooking. Gosh, it isn't great. It's not under good circumstances this time. Oh, well, pull on up a stump and get yourself a big old ladle this here mash. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Cookie. Uh, listen, perhaps, do you have any... We need, we need a place to talk, presumably with several of your friends around so that they can also hear what's going on. I got a, a job for, for three to four people, me included. Well, that's a matter of specific requirements there, Carl Michael. What is Carmine? Carmine. I call you by your given name, Carl Michael. My mother always did call me Carl Michael. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, what's this job entail? Well, let me meet your friends real quick also. All right, I'll holler for them. Uh, Mabel, Carl. What do you want? Cookie. <laughs> Is it dinner time, Cookie? It's always dinner time with Cookie. <laughs> now, pull up a plate of this tuba mash and listen on to Carl Michael's offer of labor and work. Are you Not s- mash again. Are you saying tub of mash or tuber, tuber mash? Tuber mash. Like, like made from tubers. Oh, yes. Different tuber tub. Big old tub of mash. Big old tub of mash. Like a literal bathtub you drag along with you that you've been cooking I in. I fashioned this tuba into a tub for my tuba mash. <laughs> it's like a bread bowl at the Renaissance Fair. Exactly. Uh, tuber bowl. Well, hello, friend. My, my name's Carmine. I've heard tell of you, Carmine. Yeah, I've been around... Yes. 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 <laughs> Good. I've heard tell of you, Carl Robson. Your unflappability is, is nigh on legend around these parts. Yep. He's an unflappy-pappy. <laughs> yep. Oh. Damn for sure. <laughs> I haven't heard much about you, Mabel. You are just a young girl, after all. Not, not, you long for this world. Nope. That means that you're going to die. Not, <laughs> what's wrong with you, Carmine? I've seen things. We all going to die one day, Carmine. I've seen things, too. My mom died in childbirth. So oh. I just tag along with Cookie Stew Pot. Wow, that's... I'm taking her under my stew pot. She is a fire maker and thus warms it. <laughs> all right. That's good to, it's good to know. Uh, so... I've I've been here tell I've been in the Feywild for several months now, journeying across the the glass deserts. It's dangerous out there, there are many sandstorms. You can lose your mind out there. But there are some gnomes like us trying to make a living, trying to colonize, working on the teleprism, the lion out there. Well, sounds like a not very rewarding lifestyle. <laughs> It's hard, but it's for the future. They're doing the work of the elves. and But, you know, they're gnomes. Makes sense. <laughs> but uh, what, where do we come in there, Carl Michael? You they, want us to work on this teleprism? No. There's a town there, a small shanty town called Frothport. I know it. You've been to Frothport? My wives have been there. <laughs> Multiple wives? All seven it's an auspicious number of wives for uh, seven previous wives. Yeah, not at once. I'm not. I'm oh, not, okay. Not one of those types. You're not a polygonome. 
Gnome. <laughs> you answered my question correctly, and now I can continue telling you the secret that I was about to share. Sharon. The well, Frothport. Just a small town full of these workers, but it's been under attack by a local mob, bandits, and the like. Some sort of evil Iota man. His name's Iota. Or even if he is a he, he's some sort of beast made out of fire and steam. Oh, well, that sounds like a campfire just waiting to be tamed. Every fire beast is a friend you haven't met yet. This is what Cookie Stewpot always said <laughs> just yep. now. Good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you're taking so kindly to this because well, I've taken up friends. I found friends in that town of Frothport, and I would be mighty sad if something were to happen to them. So I, I promised them I'd go out and find us the best couple of gunslingers in the land. I figured we could... Take them down a notch. Teach these bandits what for. Well, you got my la- fatal ladle at your beck and call, Carmine, for all that help you ever gave me that one time. The Yes, that one time that we killed the god of hunger. Yeah, that was fucking cool. <laughs> I had a suspicion that he was just an upset lunch lady. Oh, well, it might have been, but that's everybody the, who's taller than us gnomes kind of looks like a god to me. But it's, it's in the dusty past now. We must go forward on to a bright and gnome future. What about you two? Either are you fixing for a fight? I'm always fixing the fight. I'm a sharpshooter when they let me have my gun. Well, I think we should definitely let you have a gun if, like, is she? Oh, is she good? Yeah, she's quite the prodigy at bloody murder. But uh, <laughs> you got a lot of anger boiling up in you. Yeah, it's terrifying. Young Mabel. Yeah, sometimes when I think about my parents and, you know, when I think about being hungry and I don't like the mash. That's fair. Well, yeah. we You could... don't like my tuba mash? Cookie, sometimes the mash, it's overcooked. <gasps> e. Oh! <laughs> You're working my name into a job upon my character. And I weep into my mash, <laughs> salting it with my tears. It's too salty. Uh, I was going to make you roll for salt, but I think we're past that. <laughs> you want to make me roll some con, David? Because I am ready to fucking cry my eyes out, literally. Ow! ow. How much do you have in con? Plus six. That's too much. <laughs> the only trait I have things in, except for charisma, because I'm cookies natural, shot in personality. <laughs> how could that have been overlooked? Uh, well, Mabel, uh, I'm sure we can find ourselves some food that's not mashed on the trail. Uh... I just need some protein. I yeah. probably have iron deficiency at this point or something. You have quite the tragic backstory, Mabel, I must say. But she Thanks. gives baddies a lead overdose. Ain't that right, Mabel? Yes, sometimes. Oh, they that, let me have my gun. That means she shoots them, I see. Yeah. I did not understand. But yes, it shoots... Lead, presumably. What? Our guns? How, how do they function once again? Your guns may shoot lead cookie. Mine sure don't. I shoot snakes. <laughs> Sometimes garden snakes. Sometimes poisonous snakes. I don't know. Random. So <laughs> got a big a, old a, sack of snakes. It's just, it's 
just a fucking bag full of snakes. Yep. And like it a, reaches in and yep. throws at people. Snake bag attached to a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> the snakes get stretched out inside. Yep. I heard I heard tell about your fabled snake bags. Yeah. Bag of snakes. Ain't no one ever stopped me from shooting snakes. <laughs> oh yeah. That, they tried to. The 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 them rattlers come in is and it, is that some sort of snake themed gang? No, a bunch of rattlers trying to come back for their kin uh, of their <laughs> friends and family. What <laughs> done snatched up into a bag <laughs> yeah. for use as artillery? I try not to put the rattlers into the snake sack. The rattles always give me away. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a some wisdom we'll need God on the trail. Goddamn, more like tattlers what they are. Good one, cookie. Uh, cookie. <laughs> Thank you. I need to have to job against my cookie. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we uh, it sounds like we'll be able to help these poor folks in in Frothport. Let's uh, hitch I up. Got, I got one question though. Oh, good. What's the payment? Oh, we we do this out of the kindness of our heart. Maybe Carl. you do. Maybe you do, cookie. But Carl. Needs snakes. <laughs> Mabel uh, needs opiates. Uh, opiates? She yeah. had opiate addiction. Oh. It's real bad. It's all of our fault, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I was about to say, it seems like the two of you are complicit in this. Uh, not very... Where well, you find a, a little orphan child who won't eat rash. Did she provide <laughs> her own opiates? In at, the... at the time, yeah. The only thing my mom left for me when she died. (laughs) Was her death related to opiate (laughs) overdose? No one's told me. That's uh, that's probably for the best. Uh, (laughs) Tell you what, Mabel. uh, I am honestly unsure as to whether there are opiates. There's a bunch of wild magic. In the in the Fey Wild, perhaps you could use some of that wild magic to give you a high similar to opioids. <laughs> that sounds nice, thanks. Yeah, I feel very strange about talking to a child about drugs, but there you go. She's wise beyond her years because of the period of addiction and all. <laughs> That's fair. And the killing. And the killing. Oh, all the killing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, but... Uh, Carl, uh, as for snakes, do you, do you accept payment in snakes, or were you insinuating that you needed some sort of coin with which to buy snakes? I accept payment in snakes, yes. All right. Well, perhaps we can find some snakes. I heard tell that some of the henchmen of Iota are some elemental snakes, some sort of water snakes and earth snakes and Ooh. storm snakes and the like. You never caught me no storm snakes. They're shocking. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, about time we start hitting the trail, I've packed up my stew pot, and it's got, like, my suspenders have, like, a, a ton of room in the back, and then the stew pot goes in behind my suspenders, and I have my ladle ready to hand to fling mash into the eyes of evildoers. It's just like a catapult at this point? Yep. Mobile artillery slash... Uh, Lunchroom. <laughs> All right, well, once we get to the Feywild, we can mount up. Uh, I wasn't able to bring the unicorns through the portal, but... Why not? Customs. Ah, uh, yeah, t- t- tough to get the unicorn ID in a, in a pinch. I know. <laughs> they're, they're paw prints all look the same. Nope, hoof prints. They have hooves. You ain't never seen a unicorn before, have you? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I swear, I it's have. A book of the lies. <laughs> no. 
Uh, better than your mash. But <gasps> I'm just trying to be cool in front of these two. They don't seem to like your mash very much, Cookie. I always liked it. Carmine, why don't you stop with the hurtful words and get us on the next bird out of here? I just have to lock up the mouse. <laughs> There's like a... <laughs> It's a mouse with like a little door, a little enchanted door mouse, and uh, that's why. What is this mouse doing? We we live in. That's what we live in. Is our door mouse? You live in the mouse, okay? And it's a little mouse on the prairie. In what? What part of the mouse do you live? (laughs) You live on the intestines of a mouse. Do you? Are you complicit in this? I don't live in the mouse. Oh well, it's Cookie's (laughs) mouse. It's a me and Belial. Belial the mouse. Yep. How's a gnome living a mouse? Oh, what a dark occult pact. Uh, it's a portal. That you to... made with the mouse. Yes. <laughs> it's called a renter's agreement. Yes, it's a condo kind of sort of thing. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go hit the trail. And uh, click, Car- click. Carmine leads you through some forests to a gnarled old oak that uh, has been, looks like it's probably several hundred years old. And he wraps his fist in succession upon three old knots in the tree, and the roots sort of writhe underneath this the ground and open up a, what looks like a small tunnel that leads beneath the tree. Uh, but to you guys, it's honestly like you'd have to get on your knees, but it'd be nice and roomy once you get on your knees to climb through. He goes, well, there's a real small hole there, Carmine. Yeah, for real small folks who don't want to be seen going in now out of the Feywild. Good thing with gnomes. Good thing yep. I'm small. Well, yeah, even for a gnome, you are rather small. Yeah. Lead the way, Mabel. All right. And you crawl on through, and uh, the the slowly the ground underneath your hands becomes less and less damp and earthy peat, you know, that sort of feeling. And it starts almost like scratching at your hands, and you realize that it's turned into very coarse sand that's like almost like little tiny shards of glass. And you're crawling through. Uh, I should have warned you. Uh, you should wear gloves, by the way. Yeah, Sorry, you guys. Should've. As he has gloves <laughs> on, is like being totally fine. Yeah. Do you guys need any gloves? Oh, uh, I've here. got stink gloves. <laughs> very nice <laughs> gloves. Shove your hands <laughs> up into two snakes. Yep. Sorry, hey. snakes. Cookie dumps a big old wad of mash onto two things of sand and then sticks his paws his hands into those globs of uh, wet dirt yep. and gooey mush. And, and now then, you have like sandboxing gloves, yep. essentially. I used to drag myself forward. My uh, hands hurt. I'm uh, sorry, Mabel. Perhaps you can use that rage to fury some sort of bloodlust <laughs> later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Uh, and you emerge, uh, you, you, obviously you have crawled through some sort of extra dimensional portal, portal uh, because you are not underground. You emerge in what looks almost like the world, but if it were a black velvet painting, all of the lights are very strange. There's no, the sky is just like sort of a bright purple color that's like emanating light and the ground underneath you sort of emanates a a warm orange-amber color. The sand uh, that appears to stretch on for miles uh, is just the the same coarse sand that you had crawled in on, but awaiting you as you walk in, uh, or as you stand up and write yourselves, are four 
uh, unicorns that are Ooh. appropriately sized for gnomes. Uh, you corn of ponies, pony corns. Because <laughs> uh, you know, I must admit, we are somewhat small. Can't all ride. So how how tall is a gnome? Like two three, feet? Three feet? Three maybe, feet? Maybe yeah, we'll say three feet max. I said these like real small unicorns. Yeah, they're like miniature pony corns. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. will name you. What do they have a name already? Well, I yeah, I named them because I got a little bit attached to all four of them. But you you name them and I'll tell you if you got the name right. An awfully core way to name a unicorn, boy. All right, I named it Johnny after my brother Johnny. That I admit it's not a great pony corn name. All right, Johnny. I na- no, you can name it a different name. It's fine. Nope. I will now perform the traditional gnomish domination dance of a unicorn mount, and I t- take like uh, more fir- firmly sit my pointy conical gnome cap, and then I <laughs> offer it to the unicorn and like bat it against its horn in a threatening manner. <laughs> Cool. It, it looks... Yeah, roll animal handling. I wish to dominate it. I got a nine. Uh, it sort of huffs in your in your face, and you get a nice hot face full of uh, ponycorn breath that smells <laughs> like vaguely like oats. This will be a rivalry of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> is that not what... Where's it, Jenny? <laughs> yeah. Um... You mentioned your hat. I suppose we should sort of take a moment to describe if you guys have any broad ideas what you look like. Mm. Uh, to... Well, Cookie's a, a pot-bellied gnome with a stew pot suspender to his back. And to sort of balance him out. Yeah, and like a, a, a fairly squat conical hat atop him and with a long, straggly beard of uh, different kinds and colors. And he uses their spice beard it, he's got an enchanted spice beard oh, where he God. can cut off one piece and it's cinnamon in and another part and it's cardamom. That's gross, but <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, Mabel, you got any traits? Yeah, um, I have two braids every day that go on both sides of my head. And I have a couple freckles, uh, probably from my sun exposure. And... <laughs> I have very good eyesight with my amber-colored eyes, and uh, my favorite thing to wear is overalls. <laughs> good. Everyone's kind of wearing overalls. Most <laughs> suspenders aren't overalls. Most suspenders to like a bare chest and like just a uh, like gray formless pants. <laughs> aren't aren't overalls really just suspenders and pants? Combined, it, but yeah. it's, it's got more like give. A bib. There's a bib too. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you have the bib. Yeah. 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 You don't yeah, have a bib. Suspenders cover my gnome nipples. Great. Thanks for that flavor. <laughs> I got a denim jacket, denim pants, and <laughs> denim shoes. They're all the same color, acid washed. And I got a big bushy mustache. And I'm old and super. Fit. <laughs> Super fit? Super fit and old. That's, I mean, that's a good way as to be. As fit as I'm old. <laughs> and the, the, the logical yes. apex between old and, and I, I'll fit. be the fittest I've ever been. <laughs> uh, and so Carmine Belvedere is a 
dressed in the traditional button-down shirt uh, and, like, you know, chaps-type uh, leather chaps. Gnomes wear chaps? Well, cowboys wear chaps. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, the traditional gnomish garb. But he is wearing a pointed 10-gallon hat-type uh, scenario. Uh, and so he he jumps up on his pony corn and he goes, all right, we got to head due east for about a mile or two and you, this town will come into view. Keep... See that, and he points off into the distance, and he, you see, like, essentially what looks like an old water tower. Like, you know the old water towers they had in the Wild West? Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, where, like, the big thing of water should be, it looks like there's some sort of, like, glass or crystal or something shining. It's like a beacon, almost, like a lighthouse. And he points to that, and he goes, but you gotta stay in line of the siphon there, or else you're liable to get sucked up by the magic. So... Oh, that's a new danger you once again didn't warn us about. I warned you of the wild magic around here. It's In a vague sort of way, yes. Ah. Well, did, I told you it would be a dangerous job. If you want, you can go right back through the hole here. That's all right. I need it's the snakes. Right. It hurts my eyes. Well, do you want some shades? I got Or leaves. some opium? Yes. <laughs> You've been holding out on the opium cookie. <laughs> Wait, oh, so. well, I thought I'd share some for special occasion for her birthday <laughs> it, it is her birthday that we know of yeah we it, arbitrarily decided that today was your birthday ah. <laughs> happy birthday here's one of them gnome uh, made <laughs> are you trying to think of an open gnome no pun? no no just it's gnome made and home baked and there's uh, opium sprinkles on top of this here mush cookie uh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Beard flavored. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't control your supply of opium. Then. No, because they're like my guardians. So they supply my guns and my opium. <laughs> Keeps her effective. Yeah. yeah. Keep her focused. <laughs> so it is, it is like a reward for me, so it probably keeps my temper in check yeah. to know that I have opium at the end of the day. Yeah. It's like, if we're going to let her loose in the pursuit of murder, we always drug her up good first. Oh. <laughs> I got to say, this... You this... saying it out loud makes it sound wrong. We've <laughs> <laughs> been doing it for so long, That's though. true. I just never thought of it that way. It's just kind of going on passe, <laughs> you know... I gotta I've say, known no other life besides this. <laughs> I'm no starting other to, life. starting to re- regret oh. perhaps choosing this team as well. Oh, just, you made a mistake. It's too late. <laughs> play nice with the the townsfolk when we get there. And uh, yeah, this is the moment where we have the last discussion of whether we're gonna do this, and it's the god who looks back. Yes. <laughs> uh, but you journey across the desert. Uh, you feel the the sharp sand hit your face every now and then, uh, and you hear like lightning crackle off in the distance and like the rumble like just vague rumbles of wind and the earth shaking almost but it doesn't quite affect you uh the the immediate area seems very very stable um the the other thing you notice is that there's no like temperature it's the same temperature as your body like you feel you're not quite sure where your the your body ends and the outer space begins not outer space you know what i mean the space outside of you yeah yeah but you my uh, my cooker stew pot ain't boiling as it's supposed to the air's wrong also there's a bunch of sand in it now it's good for the the grits yeah making grits sharpen your teeth 
Yeah. On it. Yep. Anyway, uh, as you approach the the town, it comes into view. That uh, tower with the crystal upon it that you saw earlier is like the central part of the town. And actually, as you look off into the distance, you can see way off into the distance sort of other what look like probably towns with these crystal towers, uh, each one demarcating it. Uh, but this town is a stilt town. And so, like, the all of the buildings are built upon, like, 20-foot-high stilts. Because it's flooding. Uh, but there doesn't appear to be any flood around. Like, uh, at the moment, it's just sand as far as the eye can see. And so, as you walk into town, there are people sort of going from place to place. Gnomes walking between the building are doing so on big 20-foot-high stilts, uh, creating quite a comedic image. <clears throat> and... Uh, as you do, you hear it. As you come into town, you hear someone shout, hey, Travelers, there are new people in the town! Oh, get the sheriff! Oh! And <laughs> the mighty, height conscious, and afraid of strangers these folk are. Yeah, they're, they're afraid of strangers because every stranger they met in here in the Feywilds tried to burn them alive or drown them alive or bury them alive or do other such things to them alive till they're dead. Oh, well, we'll soon fix that. I'll serve up a big old mess of stew to all the townsfolk and win their trust and adoration. Uh, okay. I suppose that could help. Uh, and he whistles, he sticks his two fingers between his mouth and he gives a whistle. <whistles> and, uh, poking his head out of a, a nearby, it looks like the sheriff pokes his head out and he goes, Well, hey there! I didn't realize Carmine would be back so soon. He brought help. And then uh, he climbs out of his window and he gets on his stilts and he waddles over to you. Hello there, new strangers. Hello, my name is Carl. So I can't hear you all the way down there. Marlene, get him some stilts. Why don't you get out those goddamn stilts and uh, talk to me like a real gnome? We need the stilts when but, the floods come. Ah, there's flooding. Yeah. Well, so where do we get some stilts then? Well, I, I admit, well... Marlene's got them. Uh, honey, get rid of the stilts! <laughs> and uh, a tiny gnome comes out, trying to balance on her two stilts while carrying three other, four other sets of stilts. That's quite the feat. On her shoulder. Yeah, you gotta use your feet. And uh, Marlene goes, Woo, here are the stilts for you, nice folks. Uh, honey, and she points to Mabel, uh, do you need some booster stilts? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, but give, give us Seems special... like the difference between a gnome that is uh, six inches high and one that is several feet would be not that much after 20 feet on a still. Well, that's true, but we got to make sure she's got the proper arch support. This doesn't really seem like a habitable place to live considering you have to walk on stilts all day. Yeah, why don't you move? Uh, oh, well, we can't move. We were sent here by the elves. To excavate and, and pioneer this, this strange wilderness. Oh, the elves? Well, the, the cooker never held with no elves. They're untrustworthy superior types. Yeah, they do think themselves awful superior to us lowly gnomes, perhaps because of our height disparity. But would that they could see us now on these stilts. Ooh-wee. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so <laughs> this sound does it look like it is prosperous or are they like it's beaten it, down? No, and... they are they're beaten down. They uh, off the stilts are all they have left. So off uh, now you see that there are several like groups of workers sort of swarming around the tower with the crystal on it, and actually there it looks like they're laying uh, some sort of mirror system along the ground like to reflect the the light from the the glowing crystal uh just along towards off in the distance you see the other crystal so it looks like they're trying to set up some sort of communication or something between these two towers she goes and uh the wife marlene says yeah we we're here setting up the teleprism line so that the elves can come in later and build their cities well, I can't abide elves taking advantage of gnomish folk, but I also can't abide gnomish folk going hungry. So pulling me up a, a, another pair of stilts for my <laughs> stew pot, and I'll feed the whole town a mess of mash. Well, you're going to let some people go hungry. I bet you will. And you see coming in from the distance. Shut up. Coming in from the distance are some rivals uh, pony corns with their own stilts on so yeah. hello window yo i'm window yes you are and you've been called a visionary really <laughs> the jazzy aces 808 gave rp gentlemen 5 stars and had this to say whoa 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 maybe cool Care to respond? Um, I know. <laughs> well, yep. that's to you, Jazzy Aces. Take that to heart. I'm here. And am I Dapperton or am I Patrick's announcer voice? It's hard to tell at this point. We've become one. And we're here with just mean window, a gruesome twosome, to answer your week's trash bags. But, Window, as much as this is our quick look at you behind the scenes before we get started with season four, Ooh. this is uh, not all about you. Oh. I have, hey, <laughs> it's one of our patrons. Oh. Uh, so, thank you. Uh, so they hire pitched up. It's <laughs> uh, a sign of great respect in the Window culture. Yes. And uh, that patron that we have to shout out tonight is Anthony Pascone, the adored lord of the Horde of Gourds. Ooh! Yes, and our gourds feel safer at night, knowing that Anthony is out there lording over them. Maybe! Yeah. Well, uh, Window, uh, I hope you don't mind. We're just going to ruffle around in your trash bag Ooh. real quick. Yeah. Oh, uh, whoa, yeah. whoa! It's a good touch. Don't worry about it. Sure! <laughs> um, and, oh, here, we've got a, a letter tossed in the trash from uh, oh, no. Jonathan Jagger. Who wants to know our favorite classes to play? And, uh, Window, what would you say is your favorite class? Window! That's what I figured. But, uh, I also have a list of ones that I've prepared for the other people in our party who are not here. And, uh, David's is a mathomancer. Shard is a dungeon master's first class bastard because he's <laughs> constantly brown nosing. Uh. And Dan, of course, is a serial slayer. Ah, uh, moving on. I hope you didn't want, like, an actual answer where we talked about the mechanics of gameplay, Jonathan. Why? Yeah, uh, but 
This week, <laughs> this is what you get. Moving on, uh, Kenneth Starr is playing a villain campaign. Ooh. And uh, as we have some experience with, he wants a big castle and he tips for it. And uh, I suggested that villains wouldn't share a castle. Villains would each have their own. So at- atop some mountain peak with as many peaks as there are players in your party, uh, you, perhaps if there are five, you could form something vaguely resembling a giant's hand with a castle atop each finger, and they could meet in the palm to scheme, but rather than spend any ill-gotten gains on magical trinkets, they spend them on exterior decorating to try and one-up each other in villainous uh, fortresses. Maybe bees! Uh, I thought that window might have some some tips for them. Uh, they're thinking, but what if they need a, a nemesis, a, a good player? Who who could stand up against such villains? Hmm, window? window? Not Simon! Not Simon. Uh, well, Simon would probably join them. So yes. maybe what your villains need is something that all of their villainy can't get them. Acclaim. They've got a hero that faces against them who has the love of the people, just as Window does. And mm. uh, they have to erode his popular support before oh, no. they can kill him. Oh, maybe. Yes. And uh, Window, uh, given your vow of selective silence. Yep. Uh, for this last one, uh, from Tem Wayland. Uh, he wants cool apocalypse ideas for different realities. Ooh. And I thought the best way for Window to give his input would be Mad Lib style. <laughs> so I prepared one for you if you're ready. Yeah, yes. All right. <laughs> so, in a world Ooh. without bees, the only hope for survival is bees. And you'd better hold on to your mad bees. <laughs> because it's about to get windy. Uh, yes. So uh, I hope that helps them. <laughs> and I hope you continue to listen after this interlude. Uh, if you would like to get some much better quality suggestions uh, next week when we're all together again, uh, you can hit us up on Facebook slash RP Gentleman. Uh, Twitter, we have the hash, uh, the name at RP Gentleman. And our website, of course, www.rpgentleman.com. And uh, if we can follow us on any of them, you can send us messages via any of those channels with your trash bag questions or Woo-hoo! your requests for... Window! <laughs> some type of window-related shout-out. Uh, thank you, Anthony Bascode, our newest patron. Uh, of course, if you'd like to donate to us, you can always go to uh, the rpgentleman.com slash donate. Uh, that is it for this week. I am Patrick slash Dap, and I need to go lie down for a while. Because the audio quality in the rest of this episode takes a bit of a dip, because we experienced critical mic failure rolls and had to switch to David's single mic backup system. Mm. The shame. Window! <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and off in the distance, you see galloping towards the town another group of pony corns on stilts racing unevenly across, but that surprisingly well, given how weird it would be that <laughs> pony corns would have stilts on anyway. But they are mounted with 
riders with strange bandito masks on and, you know, what are those called? Bandanas. Are bandanas named after bandits? Maybe, or maybe the other way around. Because they wear bandanas. Anyway, they're wearing bandanas, and one of them yelled from really far away, you're going to be hungry in the town. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you're not going to feed the town. And, Cookie, you, and, best, you best hide the stew. And sh- sh- the sheriff goes, oh, that's why the, those are the, the bandits would have been messing up our town, stealing all of our magic-resistant uh, devices, causing the town to be full of magic. Well, no more, Mr. Sheriff, the mayor. The sheriff. I'm mayor, also the mayor. mayor. Sheriff. It's Mr. true. <laughs> My name is Mayor, and I'm the sheriff. <laughs> All right, Sheriff Mayor. Uh, with the 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 cookie pot will get this solved. Will it? We call ourselves the cookie pot. He calls us the cookie pot. I call us the cookie pot. <laughs> Carmine, is this true? And Carmine says. Uh, yes, that is, tr- we are the cookie pot now, it's always been true, <laughs> be, be for real guys, <laughs> now's our time to shine. Alright, well, I done mix up a mash of uh, the sweet and spicy chilies, and, <laughs> and I, uh, I shaved the whole left half of my face, which is where the, the spicy beard is. Does it regrow fast, or just at the rate of a normal beard? <laughs> uh, it regrows quicker uh, if I brew up my beard potion. That's but, why you're uh, so sparing with your spices, because yeah. <laughs> it takes a long time to regrow. But I, for this for this uh, fracas, I'm going to shave off the half of my beard with a straight razor, and then... Throw it all in the stew pot behind my back and wait for it to start bubbling and brewing. Oh, all right, uh, cook it. That seems like a good plan. <laughs> Can I roll to make an extra special uh, chili of death? Yeah, so roll your uh, wisdom to uh, cook up some good stew. Uh, all right, Carmine and Mabel. Uh, Carl. Carl, I'm sorry. Sorry, my name's Carmine. I got a little bit self-egocentric for a moment. Uh, we yeah. gotta stop these bandits. So, should we meet them on the outskirts of town? It's time to get the guns. Yeah, I it think Mabel time. probably needs her guns. Yes. Oh, guns. well, I'll break out this sack of gun holding. Uh, a <laughs> holding sacks and stew pots. A, gun, a gun rack of holding. Yeah, a gun rack of holding, and it's... Uh, like on the back of the stew pot, there's like mounted like you would be on a dashboard or be on a um, windshield, whatever they do in the south. <laughs> and, but, but behind a stew pot, and uh, if you pull out a gun, then another gun appears there. It's like those parking garages in Tokyo that are like on a, a thing. Yeah, but the, it comes from nowhere and it goes to nowhere, <laughs> so you can find like, shelves. They're like elevator, elevator garages yeah. in yeah. Tokyo. Yeah, like in uh, Mission Impossible. Like in Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, Mabel, you got your guns. I got my guns. Uh, I think I like your idea, Carl. We're going to go out. We're going to meet them on the outskirts of town. Yes. We could trip them up. They're on very high stilts. Yeah, and I'll, I'll trip them with my snakes. Your snakes, do they eat stilts? They've been known to. One stilt. But I can't I tell the snakes. Action. I can't tell the snakes what to do once they're out of the sack. <laughs> Pretty scarring if they go after you instead. Sometimes they decide to go after Mabel, but yeah. I put those snakes in the place. Are those snakes also addicted to opiates? Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps them docile. <laughs> uh, hee Giddy up! And uh, he smacks his uh, pony corn and he rides off towards to meet the, the banditos. Forward, Johnny! Yeah! <laughs> <That's> the, the <laughs> Your horse unicorn. says, hee 
Alright, we, we whip him up and the, the dust trail follows us as we go to meet these banditos. Uh, as you get closer, it, it, you can see that some of the bandits actually appear to be uh, some snakes riding on top of pony corns. Uh, as, but made wrapped out of... around their corns. <laughs> ra- yes, wrapped around their corns. But like I said, some of them appear to be made out of like the various elements. Like mm. fire, earth, water, etc. Are there some that aren't snakes? There are some that aren't snakes. They, they look are. to be just gnomes. Mm. Uh, they're the, honestly the the leader of the pack looks to be larger than a gnome, maybe like a, a wood elf or something. Mm. Uh, so one of those haughty elves mm. types. Hey, what? And he speaks out from behind his bandana. Uh, he's wearing a big ten gallon, a bigger hat than Carmine is, and he goes, "What are you doing here, you gunslingers? We're here to protect Frothport. You weren't here before." Good observation. <laughs> what do you what do you want with this town? Join up with us. Join up with Iota, and he will gift unto you all the spoils that you can carry. I don't work with elves. Does he have opiates? Does he have opium? He does. I think <laughs> it is a false opium. Uh, the, the opium of the devil is much worse than the opium of the gnome lord. Cookie is a strong believer, but I'm serving up a big old batch of killer chili. Is your name Cookie? No. <laughs> do, you, do you refer to yourself in the third person? Uh, Cookie like gets his uh, fatal ladle and he scoops up a big old batch of the, the uh, spicy stew, the, the spicy mash, and uh, whips it at the stilts to try and sear through them and burn them so that they fall into the dust uh, of the leader. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, I suppose it would be sort of a cone, a yeah, cone spray. AOE attack. Uh, okay, so roll your attack. Uh, also, Lauren, for the notes, uh, stew mash. No, what, what did you say? Spicy chili. chili. Spicy mash. Good band name. Uh, yes. <laughs> anyway, please continue. What did you roll? I rolled a natural 20. Holy shit. Oh, you get all of the, every single one. It looks like a, a pack of about, you know, maybe seven. Uh, so it's like a the chunk of stew hits the ground and then like melts all the sand around it. So it's like a pool of liquid glass that they're all sinking into. And they just like go in until they are eye to eye with you standing. Except the elf jumps off of his pony corn, leaping it to die horribly, leaping in to try to actually land upon. Uh, she he sees that Mabel has the biggest gun. Uh, and he tries to land on what appears to be the easy target, and he actually they got incorrectly. <laughs> he actually misses and uh, falls <laughs> falls off next to your your pony corn, and breaks his leg and goes, <laughs> Oh God, my leg! Quick, banditos, we ain't got time for this. Take out the spectra of the tower. And uh, his banditos sort of swarm around you. They're going to try to take pot shots at you as they fly past. So this is going to be against each of you. Is it time to shoot now? Yes! <laughs> Are we rolling initiative or uh, what? Uh, well, we'll use the initiative that we rolled before the game. All right, so that's going to be a hit against Carl Ronson. Uh, Mabel, they're going to actually miss around you because it looks like they're trying not to hit their leader uh, on the ground. And the cookie coming at you are two banditos that are actually going to try to bowl into you and take your soup bowl from you. Oh, these boys want to play filthy. Well, Cookie's been filthy since the day he was born. So uh, let's do a strength contest. Oh, are you sure this isn't a constitution 
some type of, as if I'm bearing up under their weight. I feel as if it might be. Sure, even though I'm pretty sure that's not what Constitution is, but... Cookies makes himself as a stone. All right. I got a nine. It's a 25. Well, yep, there you go. So you... <laughs> you bounce off my ample gnome stomach. Boy. <laughs> and, uh... Back into the glass with you. And uh, they were just two little snakes made out of uh, water and wind, so they didn't have much pull around you. Uh, they slither off towards the town, and you hear the shrieks from the town as the bandits ride through. Yeah! And, uh... You hear some, uh, what sounds like screams, but also, like, orders coming from the top of the, the tower with the crystal on it as they try to fight off the bandits. Uh, you guys can have one more action. Uh, I'm going to shoot my snake gun and at, take out some of the snakes. The bandits at the top of the tower? At the stilts. Have them wrap around the stilts and trip them over. All right. Even though I don't condone snake-on-snake violence. <laughs> Just snake-on-other-people violence. That's a 12... Uh, well, so you're able plus to... Plus something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, plus, plus seven. Oh. So, 19. 19. Yeah, so perfect. You're able to get one of the snakes. Snake on snake violence does occur, <laughs> even though you... It's indirect. Is it? <laughs> sure, the snake that didn't attack the snake, it attacked the snake still. <laughs> All right, so, but the one snake that was made out of what looked like storm clouds, just a white puppy snake falls to, into the sands and actually begins melting away and evaporating in the hot, melting glass of the uh, sands. That's why we don't touch the sand. Duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Mabel, the dying, well, the broken-legged bandit uh, next to you goes, Y'all rue the day that you crossed Iota. He'll come for you himself. He'll take this town apart, you little girl. Sorry, mister. Maybe you'll have better luck next time. Shoots him in the face. That's actually very kind of you to say, little girl. Can I shoot him now? Yeah, oh yes. We could have shooted him a long time ago. She's gonna <laughs> shoot me. Yeah. Alright, roll the roll your D twenty there. Nineteen. Christ. Uh, yep, right in the face. Uh, <laughs> explodes. Considering yeah, considering it's point blank range, uh, is this one of the the guns that just blows people's heads up? Yeah. I know you've got a lot of them. <laughs> yep. They get covered in his viscera. Just, just like a huge <laughs> blunderbuss that she like gets shot off at an angle, firing. <laughs> yeah, actually, you you fly Rocked up towards the tower now, and you're actually uh, knock another one screaming off. Yeah. <laughs> now you're at the top of the spectral tower, and you see. Uh, the, the bandits aren't actually at the top of the tower. They're actually at the bottom, and they've begun trying to cut through the legs, the wooden legs that are supporting the tower. That's really not good. Yeah. Well, you got to help us, ma'am. Uh, little girl. <laughs> They're trying to knock the tower over. If they do, we'll be subjected to the wild magic of the land. Well, luckily, I have a different gun that's not going to rocket me away from here. I'm just going to try and shoot them with the handgun. <laughs> It shoots hands? <laughs> yeah. Monster oh hands that just grab people's faces. Yeah. It just flicks them off. <laughs> Pokes them in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Three Stooges gun. Uh, no, but go ahead and roll. Uh, the one on the ground uh, that you knocked off is going to try to land gracefully. I got an eight. An eight. Uh, you, a hand comes out and actually grabs right past one of the, the burly-looking gnomes, the burliest gnome who's trying to chop down the through the wooden. But it grabs the hat off his head, but he's fine, and he keeps chopping. 
You have to do more than that, little girl. I got three like you at home. I'm teaching them to be bandits. Just like me. <laughs> uh, don't feel bad if you kill me and rob my family of the caregiver. Uh, but so one of the legs gets cut through and the, the tower begins leaning back and forth in the breeze. Lean back. Sorry. That song <laughs> plays on the wind. Uh, enjoy that editing, Patrick. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but you do you have an action, and then uh, Carl has an action. Uh, Cookie is going to uh, throw in one of his extra special spices and a good dollop of gnome butter. And he flips his pot un- er, upside down and sits on it as it starts to rumble and, and stuff starts to come leak out the sides. And then it goes... Cook a stew pot and fires off <laughs> toward the, oh, the tower. Famous, the famous cookie stew cannon. Yeah. Uh, 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 roll wisdom to try to make your stew pot fire in a good direction, or dexterity if you want to try to aim it properly. Uh, I aim it precisely with a thirteen. Uh, it is you fly actually uh, through one of the supporting beams. Yeah, <laughs> exactly through one of the beams. Now the tower in the wind is blowing wildly, and uh, Mabel, roll to hang on. Roll yourself uh, a Constitution or a Strength if you have it. Seven. Seven. Uh, Ma- Mabel begins falling. You fall yeah. backwards over the rail. Well, Mabel, no! Shouts the. Uh, Margaret, the, <laughs> I want to say. I can't remember her name. Sorry, everybody. But uh, she's, as you fall slow motion, uh, somebody save Mabel! And uh, you would have an action there, Carl. All right, so I'm on stilt still, right? Uh, on you're, you're on your pony corn if you want. All right, so can I, can I, can I use my snakes? To stabilize the tower and make like a snake beam <laughs> or two snake beams, snake uh, ropes tie yeah. it together with snakes. The snakes. They're very the tensile strength is high. I mean, the snakes that won't save me from falling. Well, I'll, I'll send. Uh, can I do both of them? <laughs> you can. Can well, I send the pony corn to shoot a snake orang that like flies through the air, grabs her, and oh, like, flies back? Yeah, you're trying to send your uh, pony corn to yeah. like jump up and catch her yeah, yeah, safely. Yeah. All yeah. right, I like that. That happens automatically Sweet. but you got to talk yeah. to these snakes get them to what exactly you're trying to get these snakes to do because they are be, looking at you very you got to be strong and hold up the water tower i know that you have the snake power <laughs> snakes look at my eyes you know it to be true <laughs> it's the reverse instead of snakes hypnotizing you you hypnotize the snakes yeah and uh you shoot them out of your guns yeah. and they wrap around so roll go ahead and roll uh, either a charisma or a dexterity snake charming because either oh is that good or bad it's bad <laughs> it's real bad your snakes, no dice. <laughs> your snakes miss wide. Uh, this, uh, maybe I shouldn't have kept them all in that sack for so long. <laughs> and uh, they actually... Uh, Wrinkly snakes with beards. <laughs> yeah. They actually uh, fly off and uh, hit the supports of the town. And, and knock they, the other two off? Well, <laughs> one of them hits that support. It starts falling. The tower is now falling for real hard- hardcore. Mm. Actually coming... Very close to where uh, the the dying leader elf is laying, so it's gonna actually fall and crash on him, uh, killing him. Yes. <laughs> Your other well, presumably okay. you don't know. It's okay. a very heavy crystal. Uh, um, 
Okay, so this is like a huge tower of crystal, right? Yeah, like a hundred feet high, uh, and the the supports are all out of wood, but there's just a big like water tower shaped crystal at the top. All right, uh, so can Cookie uh, brew up just like the stickiest mash, the some type of glue stew, and oh, just ladle it all thick, and then he, he yells the car. Oh, Carl! Yes. Throw, shoot me one of them bola constrictors! And uh, I want to wrap around while I stick into the glue and try to hold up the tower with pure uh, portliness alone. <laughs> uh, sure, that'll be a hell of a strength check. I'll let you know. Alrighty! That's a 16! <laughs> you are, like, holding on for dear life. Uh, you're, like... For just a moment, you're like, yes, this is working. I'm going to be the best. Everyone's going to love me, and they'll love my mash. Yes. And then it starts to careen over, and you can keep holding on if you want, or you can let go and be fine. Nope. Cookie Stew Pot always sees a recipe for destruction through to the end. And uh, it's like you're riding the atomic bomb from the end of Dr. Strangelove down towards the ground as there's a huge smack and a splat as it crushes the the elf underneath, and he goes, Ah! Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> I was evil anyway. Uh, and, That's good. Yeah, and uh, weight off my mind. But you uh, actually are gonna have to make a dexterity uh, saving throw to not like get smack your face as that you goes fall. Flat. Thirteen. Uh, you get a little bit of a you know a broken nose, but other than that, you're, you're my doing, gnome nose. Yep, your gnome nose is doing okay. Oh well. <laughs> At least we killed the bandit leader, right, Mayor Sheriff? And Carmine sidles over on his pony corn. The mayor stilts over to you. Well, that was the bandit second in command, I do say, but we got other bigger problems on our hands now, boys. And what, were you going to say something? No. (laughs) (laughs) Because we got other bigger problems on our hands. Water's coming, no. There's, there's a big rumbling noise oh, yes. from the from the south as the you see like just a bright light, it's shimmering, and you're not quite sure what it is. You think it's the crystal, but actually it's a tidal wave of the glass sand mm. coming oh, for damn. you. Mm. And uh, it's coming straight for the town. Oh god! So what do you do in these type of situations? <laughs> <laughs> you uh, just die. We, well, we set up the arcane siphons here to, you know, get rid of all the magic that makes the Saiyans do this. Uh, now I'm not sure what we'll do. Well, uh, Cookie might have a, an answer for you if you don't mind an old gnome's homely advice. We don't mind it. Does it, does it involve... <laughs> Cooking up stuff? No, this little opium fiend's got a, a hole in her heart ten miles wide, and she can suck the magic straight out of the air into her tiny, fragile frame. She's <laughs> trying to fill the loss of her parents I with wild I sorcery. I didn't know about that. <laughs> it's not something I utilize often. <laughs> it doesn't come up a lot, strangely. Yeah. So what you're saying is that she is going to suck all the wild magic into her body so that it will not be manifested in some sort of giant tidal wave destroying the town? Entirely possible. What you think there, Mabel? Yeah, you know, I can do that, I guess. Uh, 
Do I have more opium at oh, the end yeah. of the day if I do it? Well, so much opium. Wild sorceries like the opium of the elements. Great. I have a big hole in my heart to fill because I miss my mom and dad. <laughs> and we can fill it with horrifying magical sorcery. All right. Uh, well, so I was not expecting this, but uh, now... <laughs> Uh, hey, I will go ahead and roll on the wild magic surge table to see what sort of things happen to you, Mabel. Uh, okay. Also, like, in, in what sort of She's way... She's standing out yeah, in front of the way. How are you attempting to girl. absorb all this magic? I stand there with my arms out, and I think of my saddest point in my life. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, do you want to share what that is? Or we could, I don't know might be too sad. If it's when, too... I, when I realized that my mom was dead and my dad was dead and that they were both not coming back. Did you know? So you didn't, so you didn't know. You could have guessed, probably. Should have known. You didn't have known. So you didn't know your mom, right? She died in childbirth? Yeah. Did you know your dad? Uh, I thought I did, but then <laughs> Turned out like, he was a bastard. Yeah, he, he said that he wasn't my dad and then he left and he didn't come back one day. And then I found Cookie on the side of the street. He made me mash. Yeah, that's the entire backstory. In all its grim logic. Uh, okay, well, so the first thing that happens to you... Uh, actually, go ahead and roll a an intelligence check real quick. Thirteen. Thirteen, okay. So only three wild magic things are going to happen <laughs> to you. Okay. Uh, first, your height increases mm. by 17 inches. Wow. So, like, two and a, a little In over... Yeah. <laughs> a little over a foot and a half. Or a little less than a foot and a half. Uh, so that's weird. Just, which is pretty impressive. Then, you also, for the next minute, you can teleport up to 20 feet whenever you want, basically. That's so, really cool. Uh, but that's only for a minute. But it'll be very useful, since you're about to get crushed by a wave... Um, and then, I don't know what a Madron is. Make something up. But it's a giant bear. How <laughs> <laughs> ever did you come up? <laughs> no, but it's a bear with tentacles for ears. Excellent. Uh, What's it do? It shows up within five. Say, guys. It shows up within five feet of you, and it looks at your sad, sad face. And it bends down so that it's at eye height with you, and it wraps you with its tentacle ears in a huge hug and goes, It's okay. <laughs> a tentacle teddy bear. Bear friend here. <laughs> I'm Mabel. It knows bear your name. Friend? I'm your new friend now. You're going to stay with me forever, right? Yeah. I've had a lot of people leave me. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's a lot to lay on a bear. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just bear friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Mabel, your imaginary bear friend has been brought into corporeal reality by the wonders of magic. He was never imaginary. Now you just see him. I was always able to see him. That's right. <laughs> bear friend says it's true. <laughs> Well, Bamford, not to doubt your the veracity of your claims, but there's a mighty tidal wave coming. And uh, as the mighty tidal wave approaches, Mabel still with her arms out. Uh, Parts it. Yeah, like Moses parting the Red Sea. It just passes by on either side of Frothport. 
And can, that, I, can Cookie fill up his stew pot with this raw glass of magic? Sure. Uh, so he quickly dumps out what's left of his current stew. Why? Why not just mix it right in? Because this is wild and untapped sorcery, fool. <laughs> and he uh, dips his his uh, fatal ladle into the passing goop. What's does it do? Anything to it? Uh, I mean, it turns the ladle into like the the back leg of a frog. But Ooh. excellent, good crap. <laughs> and then <laughs> he scoops it up. With the, the webby part of the, the frog's fist and uh, fills the back, up. The back leg of a frog. Well, a frog's foot. Yeah, they don't way. make fists with their back legs. They might. In, in frog boxing. <laughs> Froxing. And uh, the the sheriff runs up to you, Mabel, and goes, Mabel, my goodness, you saved our town. And also you have a bear friend. <laughs> yeah, I have a bear friend. Yes, uh, she got a bear friend. Yeah, I'm filled with lots of dark magic now. I don't really know what to do with my feelings. You got a friend in bear. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say that a, a young child such as yourself filled with dark magic seems uh, a mighty powerful weapon. Perhaps you would like to stay here and help protect our town. I've been looking for a deputy. Uh... Cookie, can I do that or no? I don't really know. Well, you're far past the age where you should be gainfully employed in some type of occupation which could replace your first name. Frankly, (laughs) just calling you Mabel. My name was Delilah, but now I'm Cookie because I found my way in the world. Okay, so I'll just stay with them. Thanks, though. Well, no, I, I think that maybe... Perhaps we can all stay here and guard this village uh, and its strange folk on stilts. As long as Bear Friend can stay with me. It's I, debatable. I'm always with you, Mabel. Hey, Bear Friend. What? Hey, name's Carl. Are you like a manifestation of her opium addiction or, <laughs> or what? I don't know. <laughs> I'm Bear Friend. <laughs> Also, Cookie, you're mean. <laughs> Your stew's bad. <gasps> Mabel doesn't like it. Well, I, you all, if a friend tries some of this new stew, it's made of the magic from which you are wrought. And Bear Friend grew three sizes that day <laughs> <laughs> into just like a 20 foot tall bear now. With, the t- With tentacles t- for Tiny little tentacles yeah, for ears. Yeah, tiny little tentacles for ears. <laughs> wow. Hey, Mabel. Bear friends, you're so big. I'll never be cold at night again. Oh, bear hug. Oh. <laughs> Super cute. Then the the two massive. She grows even bigger, and like they wander off <laughs> in the yes, desert Mabel together. Mabel also grows inside. Now you're like the size of a giant. Oh my gosh. And I'd like to. Can I? Uh, can I like dig out some sand? And then pour, ladle the wild magic into such a shape as to make her like a big spun glass, uh, sugar glass uh, deputy badge for her to wear. Sure. Yeah, out of, out of pure sorcery. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> for good or for ill, here's your new deputy badge. Uh, rolled a two. Oh, my uh, God. Create this it, abomination. It's just like every, as it passes through the air, like just 
tiny little bugs and like pieces of rope and random objects are spun out of existence from its very movement through matter and air and whatnot. Oh, I've done created a device to destroy the fabric of reality. It would appear so. If, remember that recipe. Uh, and Carmine looks at you, Cookie, and he looks at you, uh, Carl, and he looks way up at you, Mabel. He goes, well, I don't know about you, but mine is a traveling life. I'm meant for the trail, going town to town. Bringing folks to other folks. Making a living. Well, it, thank you for introducing us to these fine people, Carmine. So that's it? You're going to settle down? I'm not so sure about that. Well, are you going wherever they find snakes? Yes, unless I get a heavy snake payment from Frothport. Uh, mayor, mayor, sheriff, sheriff, mayor. Yeah. How about how about some snakes? Well, I mean, you can have the corpses of those snakes. What we killed, what you killed, I should say. Perhaps yeah. touching some of this wild yes. magic will necromantize them. You read my mind, Cookie. <laughs> so I dip the dead snakes in the magic. <laughs> they like grow up, but now they've actually. It's like it's like a cross snake like there are two heads and two tails joined mm. at the very center of the snake mm. so you beat people to death with a snake tire iron yeah the snake is unholy it must be destroyed <laughs> <laughs> and I eat it <laughs> that uh, better than my cooking it was wasn't cooked though magic uh, batted snake corpse and uh, the carmine says well, I'm about to hit the dusty trail, heading off for another town not so full of wild magic. Well, it's less a dusty trail than it is a glass of path. I Out su- here. I, I suppose it's a figure of speech. Well, I won't mind seeing the back of you, Carmichael. Now that we've settled this this debt twixt the two of us, I ain't never want to see your face anymore. And because of what I just rolled on the wild magic surge table... Carmine is transported to the astral plane, <laughs> and he disappears from existence and goes, oh. bye. Oh, well, that was sudden. I wonder where he went. Probably somewhere <laughs> nice and definitely not fatal. I don't know what the astral plane does to a person. I think the astral plane is sort of like where spirits hang out. If Hey, listeners, tweet to us. Tell us what the astral plane does. All right, so that's you guys are staying in the town then. Yeah, well, we're, we're here to become a force for good and order in the West. As long as I've got Bear Friend with me, I'll go wherever he goes. Yeah, done and done. I'm here. <laughs> I'm Bear. Get used to it. I'm, I'm very large. It's hard for me to go places. Hey, Bear Friend, you can protect this town from any bandits that may encroach upon it. That's true. So. You don't really need us anymore, do you? Oh, I need Mabel. That's true. I need their friend. Well, I mean, you guys could leave, I suppose. Well, yeah, you, I suppose you could leave. Well, I wouldn't leave before serving the town up a big old <laughs> meal. Oh, God, no! <laughs> and on that note, we will end the Magnificent Four Dwarves uh, and episode. And Bear Friend. And Bear Friend. <laughs> bear friend. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, next week we will be going back to the Kane Campaign, Season 4 premiere, so get hype! Bye. <laughs> <laughs>